0: Today is, of course, the great feast day and holy day of obligation of all saints. Now, you can gain the indulgence, as you know, by each time you enter the church praying the six Our Fathers and Hail Marys and Glory Bees under the usual conditions of receiving Holy Communion worthily during the week and making a good confession also during the week. But also there is necessary the Determination to overcome all habits of venial sins. So please, gain those indulgences for those so much in need, including many of our own loved ones we've known here on earth. Now the epistle for this, Feast of All Saints Day, is taken from the book of the Apocalypse, chapter 7, verses 2 to 12. In those days, behold, I, John, saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the sign of the living God, And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees, till we sign the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them that were signed, and 144,000 were signed of every tribe of the children of Israel. Of the tribe of Judah were 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Gad, 12,000 signed. Of the tribe of Asher, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Anassas, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 signed. Of the tribe of Levi, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Zavalon, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 signed, of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 signed. After this I saw a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, and tribes, and peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, and in the sight of the Lamb, clothed with white robes, and palms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, who sitteth upon the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about, the throne, and the ancients, and the four living creatures, and they fell down before the throne upon their faces and adored God, saying, Amen, benediction, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, honor, and power, and strength to our God forever and ever. Amen. Please stand for the Holy Gospel. The Gospel is taken from that according to St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 to 12. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. At that time, Jesus, seeing the multitudes, went up into a mountain, and when he was sat down, his disciples came up unto him, and opening his mouth, he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice, for they shall have their fill. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. <clears throat> Blessed are they that suffer persecution for justice's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when they shall revile you and persecute you and speak all that is evil against you untruly for my sake. Be glad and rejoice, for your reward is very great in heaven. Thus far the words of today's holy gospel. Blessed are the poor in spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, you recognize that the gospel today is the beginning of the great Sermon on the Mount that our Lord delivered. The greatest sermon ever given. We should be familiar with it. I'd like our students to memorize it. But we begin with a reading of the book of the Apocalypse. And there we see a vision that St. John saw. He describes a vision. And of course the visions that one sees of heaven can only be very vague in the sense that one cannot really experience the grandeur of heaven. One can only, in a sense, have it depicted to him in a certain way that it, was, it is within the realm of human grasp here on earth. But St. John, John the Apostle saw the angels who were being dispatched to strike the earth because of its sinfulness, and then then heard that the angels were told to wait until the servants of God would be marked with the sign of the Son of Man. And these are all Jews. They are all of the twelve tribes of Jews, except for the tribe of Dan, which has been lost to history. They were to be marked with the sign of Christ, our Lord, indicating that they would be baptized, that they would convert to the faith. They would be here on earth at a time when God would strike the earth because of the sinfulness of mankind. And in fact, in terms of the book of the Apocalypse, we know that they will be among those who will oppose the Antichrist. As though for every apostle that our Lord raised up, to spread the faith, he would, raise up, he would raise up 12,000 apostles from among the Jews to resist the Antichrist. A miracle? Yes, a great miracle indeed. But these are the events that would happen on earth. But then we see the scene shifts, as it were, to heaven, where St. John says, after he saw the thousands who converted to the faith... He saw in heaven a great multitude, much greater than that, which no man could number, of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and in the sight of the land, and glorifying God and rejoicing in him there. These are all the saints in heaven. We are adding to them daily, God grant. Someday we ourselves will be added to that. We commemorate them when we come to the altar every day. You know that the first thing the priest does after he puts down the chalice and after he opens the missal, he comes down and he begins the Mass with the sign of the cross, but then he leads a psalm from the Old Testament, Psalm 42, about going unto the altar of God. And no sooner has he finished that brief psalm than he bows and he prays the contritior, which so many Catholics know by heart by now. The I confess to Almighty God, and then to our Blessed Mother, and to St. Michael the Archangel, to St. John the Baptist, to the Holy Apostles, Peter and Paul. I confess, I make a confession to all of them, and to all the saints, he says, that I have sinned through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. So the priest is professing that he is a sinner before all of the court of heaven. And he says these words as though they can hear him, as though he has the conviction that they actually hear him making this confession before all the court of heaven, and not only to them, but then the priest says, and to you, brethren, as all of you here present. So to the church militant here on earth, but also to the church triumphant in heaven, the priest confesses that he too is a sinner. And then, after him, The servers pray for themselves because they also approach the altar of God. They pray for themselves in the same words, practically. They admit, before all the court of heaven and all of you, all the brethren here on earth, that they too are sinners. And then they do the same thing. They repeat the words of the Confiteor for you before you approach the communion rail to receive. Now then, after having confessed our sins to all the saints... We also then ask them all to pray. I ask not God to pray for me, of course, but I ask the Blessed Mother and St. Michael the Archangel. I ask Saints Peter and Paul. I ask St. John the Baptist. I ask all the saints to pray for me. A request that I'm making to them with the confidence that they actually can hear me. Now, I've made this point before, but I think it does require a certain attention from us to really appreciate the significance of what we're saying. We're, we're addressing the saints in heaven, all of them, every one of them. We're addressing them as though they immediately hear us, they know what we're doing, they know what we're saying, they know what we're thinking, they know what's in our hearts and our minds. And in fact, the saints in heaven see us in a very different way than we see each other on earth. You might say the saints in heaven see each other as our guardian angels see us. But even then, they see us in this more perfect way than even an angel could see all by itself because the saints in heaven, we know, see Almighty God. They see the divine spirit. They see the divine mind. They see God's will, and there, within that divine mind and that divine will, within the intelligence and the will of God, are you, and there am I. There we are by the power of God created here on earth, It is all contained within the infinitely powerful will of the Creator. And so the saints see this. They see God, the Creator, and they see his creation there. And they see you and me there within his creation, part of his creation. They know very well, immediately, what it is we ask. They know it better than we do. They know what we need much better than we do. They see us for who we are much better than we can see. The saints are with us. We know that. All of the saints in heaven are there. Now, not all of the saints see exactly the same. Why? Because the intimacy of the union with God is not the same with all the saints. There are those who love God more, and that is what determines. That is what determines the intimacy of the union with God, the greatness of the love. All of the saints in heaven have in common that they love God with all of their powers of love, with all their power of will to love. They fulfill the first great commandment to love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. But not all of the souls have the same power of loving. The Blessed Mother has the greatest love for God, the greatest love of all. It's a love that was never sullied by sin, that never required repentance. She thanks God, rejoicing with him fully with that, for that great grace. And it just makes her love him even more. But that means that the one in heaven of all the saints who knows us the best, the most thoroughly, who knows us most perfectly, it is, fittingly enough, our Blessed Mother. She has the greatest knowledge of us, the greatest understanding of us. She has the most perfect vision and comprehension there of who we are, how appropriate it is that the mother of Christ should be given to us and in heaven now have the greatest knowledge and love for us of all the saints. And so we acknowledge this great panoply of saints that God has given to us. We acknowledge them and we do ask them to raise their voices also on our behalf. We can do something in a sense that they cannot do, though. They cannot make reparation for sin. You and I have the power to do so. Here on earth, in the church militant, we have the power to give to the church the soul, the soul of suffering in purgatory, the church suffering. We have the power to give them something that no one else can. And so I ask you, please, to take the opportunity that is given to you during this All Souls Day celebration, to give them what you can give. A great act of charity, the reward, will be very great indeed also. Now, we will have all-night adoration tonight, and tomorrow morning we will close with benediction, and then after benediction we will change the altar over to the All Souls Day configuration, and then have the three masses of All Souls Day, So during that time, remember, you can gain the indulgence by coming to the church as often as you come and as often as you stop at the cemetery and also pray the Six Our Fathers and Hail Marys and Glory Bees. And by that, I mean not say them, but actually pray them thoughtfully. You have a great power. Use that power that God and the church give you this day. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.